Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Brother Date, Matt. What dirty movie? Okay, so I don't know. I don't know anything about it. It was a long time ago. I was flipping through like the, the cable channels, the one, the ones for boobs, and uh, I saw James Spader, and I think he, I don't know if he was. I think he was doing a car. I think he was having sex with a car or something. Or he, he was, was straight up sex in a car. Or maybe. Oh, you know, you know what? He was in a movie with a guy who was straight up sexing a car, and that guy was the guy who played Casey Jones in the Ninja Turtles movie. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. What is this dirty movie? I told you. you I, I told you off air right before you clicked record um, that I have James Spader blackout where I anything that has to do with him I forget. I forget all about it. But uh, I think that's why. I think that movie is the root of it because I saw him in that weird movie about about car, cars and car crashes and having and car crashes made them turned on. I think in the movie and. Um, <clears throat> After I saw that, any Avengers: Age of Ultron. I think it might. James Spader in that? Apparently, he plays Ultron. See what I mean? Like, I guess I haven't seen that, but I did not know that he was going to be going to be in. Talk, are you talking about? Is it Crash? It tells the story of a group of people who take sexual pleasure from car crashes. Oh, dog! That sounds exactly like what I just said. <laughs> James Spader and Holly Hunter. Why did you? No. Did you not notice Holly Hunter was in that? No, I, I, again, Blackout. It's James Spader-related Blackout. I, I I remembered that the guy who played Casey Jones was in it, but that's it. So I assumed that you were talking about the movie Secretary. No, that's a different. That's a different kind of James Spader weirdness. Where he, where he does S and M stuff on uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Marjan and I watched that in Hawaii because the place we did an Airbnb in Hawaii. Uh, I think that was on Big Island, and there was no like. <clears throat> There's no coverage of any kind out there, so you couldn't like use the internet good, and you couldn't couldn't like such as get cable TV. So they just had like a collection of DVDs. Nice. And and we watched we watched Secretary, and we both thought that it was not a good movie. <coughs> Did it make Marjan deeply uncomfortable? No, we didn't. I don't think we felt it was made well enough. It really felt like okay. somebody's first ever attempt at making a film. Is what it felt like. So it was just kind of sad. We were kind of sad. I have heard, uh, like, recently on a podcast that that is the good version of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, boy. That's Which, not so, good. How bad must Fifty Shades of Grey the movie be? But, like, exactly as bad as we think it will be, I think. I mean, Katie said the book was both terrible and reprehensible. <laughs> so, I'm guessing the movie is not, like, a treasure. But, uh... I can only yeah. go by the wonderful adverts on the TV... Um, but it looked, it, okay, you know how when you get SpaghettiOs, like, for the first time, or anything Chef Boyardee made, it looks like pasta on the front? Like, on the label? Uh, right. And then, but when you open it up, it tastes like bile? 
Uh, well, that is a particular. I mean, it's it's a hundred percent true. Tastes like it a big bile. Contains goo. all of the bile qualities of canned tomatoes. Right. Yeah. That's I. I am. That's what it looked like in the ads. It looked like chunky bile, chunky, chunky, chunky bileos, mm. bileos, mm. pucos. Anyway, uh, yeah, it is uh, Kurt Russell and James Spader <laughs> are in Stargate, and then when they went to do SG One, they replaced Kurt Russell with MacGyver and James Spader with some guy, some nerd. Oh, because he plays the nerd scientist. So wait, was Cuba in that? Was Cuba Gooding in that? No, nah. I guess I'm still struggling to find. We were talking about Cuba. I know, air. but I was proposing right. that what happened was in the Sequest pilot. Oh, right. <clears throat> they replaced when the when the Sequest movie that did not exist went to series. <laughs> right, exactly. They replaced Cuba Gooding Jr. with Don Franklin. Don Franklin, whose name should have been Donovan Craig. Donovan Craig, right? And they replaced Kurt Russell. With MacGyver and James Spader with a dolphin. That's right. That's correct. So that is the that is the complicated alternate universe that I was putting together for you that only would have worked if you'd ever watched Stargate the movie. Have you ever yeah. even seen Stargate the movie? When we were the kids. I don't know how old, but you... Well, it came out in 94. Yeah, we were not much older than that then. We watched it at home. So it, Yeah. Uh, but we watched it with Sarah... So if you had ever seen Stargate the movie and then watched Stargate SG-1 mm. and noticed that it's actually the t- two of the same characters are in Stargate SG-1, but they've been recast. That's always bad. <coughs> I mean, it's okay because well, they cast one of them as MacGyver. Okay, so that didn't upset you as much as when, say, they like recast Vivian. Uh, no, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. I never... I'm. I have not healed. Are you now? Is it? Are you political? Do you feel politically charged about it, or is it just a personal? On a personal note, you really like. Well, you liked I mean, old they're... Vivian. You didn't like new Vivian. Yeah. Look, the choices that they made. I guess what I want to ask you is: Was new Vivian black enough for you? Well, listen. I don't feel like I <laughs> get to say whether a black actress is black enough. Mm. But it, the casting, the recasting, is suspicious. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. For this sure. is like. Uh, ha- have you ever seen, in 30 Rock, the first time you see Tracy Jordan's wife is a different woman? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I don't even remember that. Oh, you, she's just, uh, uh, Kenneth is just at dinner with her in Tracy's place. Ah. It's the scene where he asks the waiter at the fancy restaurant, do y'all just have noodles with butter? <laughs> uh, uh, a thing with which I sympathize fully. <laughs> I, have, I have eaten that meal. Although with, I usually put a little soy sauce on there, too. Dude, why is your cat so loud? I don't know, he's pissed off about something. Tell him to shut it. We're doing a pod show. Hey! Shut your mouth! Which one is it? It's Charlie. Char- asshole. I fucking hate Charlie so fucking much. Out of all of your two cats, that's the one that I hate the most. Well, he's not the chill one. He's not chill at all. Listen to him back there fucking barking up a storm. Oh, he's just walking around the house screaming. Oh, God. Just being a straight up oh, asshole. Look at me. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody, look at me. He wouldn't like that if I was in his face doing that all day. Fuck. No, he would hate that. He's also, of the two of our cats, the biggest sissy. <laughs> because, like... Uh, Pile on now. The dude will have to jump out of the bed and leave the room if uh, either kid or I sneezes. Because <laughs> he's a little... Yeah, like, you're he's right. Like, he's a little fucking puss. Yeah, he's just like, nope, 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 gotta go. Yeah, you don't 
like noises, do you, cat? So just shut up when people this are. This was not the deal. When people are doing their artistic projects, just shut up. I mean, look. I, as far as he knows, I'm just doing the same thing. I just walk around the house all day screaming because <laughs> he doesn't understand what I'm saying at all. Yeah, that's true. It's some, so, you, do have, you know, from his point of view, why do I get to do that? But he doesn't. You do also have voice and modulation, to be fair. Thank you, Tina. <laughs> so it seems, a lot of the time, it seems like you're screaming. But I know that, like Pete Sampras, you just, you have, vo- you have voice and modulation. <clears throat> uh, did you know that, uh, what's his name? I wanted to call him Donovan Craig again. Do- Don- oh, we could just call him that. Don- it's not like... Craig Donovan, Donovan Craig. <laughs> he was, uh, he still got a, he was in the Cosby show for one episode. And, oh, yeah? Um, he played Theo. He, sorry, just one episode, though. He was recast. Theo was recast. I'm going to pretend like I don't know who played Theo slash would not go on a date with that man if he asked. Oh, man. Malcolm. Ma- like it, I call him Mal. Like if he asked, you'd go on, you'd go on a date with him, right? I call him Mal because I like to think that we're close like that. Me and Mal. Me and Mal. And, uh... MJ Dubs? Yep. Him. For sure. That's what I call him also. And you know who I'm not close with, though? Eddie. Eddie. Eddie, for sure. I knew it was Eddie. For sure. I'm glad you knew it was Eddie. Because <laughs> I was trying to remember if in real life, if that guy's name was Eddie. I think it is, right? Uh, like, yeah. Like Malcolm's name in real life is Malcolm? Yeah. Uh, dog, this is our. This is going to be, assuming we finish it and release it, our 40th episode. Right. It's probably the eighth time we've dipped into the UPN lineup. <laughs> Uh, now, did we get any other channels? I mean, besides KICU Channel 36. But did we get any other channels besides those two? Because I feel like it's weird that we watch so much UPN. <coughs> Eddie Griffin. Uh, Eddie it Griffin. is weird. It is that. Yeah, Eddie Griffin. Fuck that guy. Uh, playing Edward Eddie Otis Sherman. <sighs> That's not good. Uh, boy, was there nobody else interesting in that show besides Malcolm and Eddie. Well, I guess they named it right then. Um, so we got channel 54 pretty good. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So that's PBS. Yep. But it was the San Jose, that's the San Jose PBS. Is that KQED? So it's like a little bit off, no, it's KTEH, K-T- so it's a little bit off brand. Yeah. Uh, didn't have it, didn't have quite the same lineup as KQED, like you weren't going to run into Yan Can Cook on there. Did it, back then, did it I have. Which I think was the San Francisco specialty. Did it have like such as Rick Steves and stuff? It probably had Rick Steves in its later years. Like, eventually it just became, uh, like, KQED just merged with it or bought it or something. And then, like, if it's on the air, it's like a simulcast or something now. Mm. Uh, So it doesn't have its own unique identity, and it barely had it then. But it was like, uh, you know, like, that's where you'd watch Red Dwarf. Right, or, yeah. But and also nothing else. Always lost. Because basically, breaks. we didn't watch anything else that was on there. We weren't watching... Dog Leash, or, uh, uh, you know, Inspector Morse. Sure. the name of that guy. Uh, if I came to you with, like, a convoluted plan to kidnap and murder Rick Steves, would you go along with it? Oh, for sure. Because that guy is a creepy little fuck. I don't trust him. I don't like him. I don't like how he likes Europe so much. Uh, he does like Europe too much. Always in Europe, always talking about how romantic it is, but I never see him with anyone, and he's always got that creepy smile on his face, and he talks like this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I, I'm just saying, like, if 
If, he is also, by the way, a huge proponent of legal marijuana. <laughs> I believe that. If my plan was to get, like, uh, an old Eldorado or something. Okay. And throw, throw Rick Steves in the back. Why would you get a car with such a big trunk? Because oh. I want to throw Rick Steves in the back. <laughs> I see. I feel like you need to understand. I'm, if. This is all hypothetical. And I wanted to drive him. Uh, I, w- I wanted to drive the car straight into the ocean. Okay. But I wanted to also, I wanted to replace, I wanted to make the wheels made out of concrete so that they could get to the bottom of the ocean faster. Ah. Would you help me design this car? I mean, so yes. Uh, I have a theory that the first time a concrete wheel hit a bump, it would shatter. No, uh, this isn't, I don't need that kind of attitude. I feel like... <laughs> if you're gonna have, you can stay outside. Then you you don't have to be involved in this at all. Well, it's like could could well, you just find? Couldn't you just drive it on the rims? Can you just drive it on its rims right into the ocean? But is it gonna sink faster because it's on its rims? I want it to sink well, to the yeah, bottom of the ocean. Well, yeah, because it won't have the tires so full of air. Yeah, but Rick Steves is still full of air, hot well, air. Like I get it, but the the mass of an El Dorado has right. got to be. 20, oh, that's 70, a five thousand pound car, 75 right? Pounds, five thousand pounds. So, I mean, this is the number that I said. The the extra weight of the concrete tires probably may like maybe another two hundred and fifty pounds. What if it was a Subaru Outback? Okay, well then now I'm just you looking want... on Craigslist to see what's available. Oh, I see. Hypothetically, <laughs> uh, I think. Now, is that the Outback Legacy or the regular Outback? It's only, it's only got one tail light. Which, okay. which one's that? I don't think that'll be a problem. Which one is that? Which model is that? <laughs> I don't think any of them shipped with one tail. I think they call that Cyclops. That's the, that's the Cyclops. Subaru Cyclops. Subaru Outbacks. Cyclops Super... X, X, XS. V. <laughs> so DSV. Subaru Legacy Cyclops. Right. Now we're looking at. Yeah, yeah. Did you say it was an Outback or a Legacy? Uh, I said Outback. But that's fine. Okay. So, um, that's a hatchback, isn't it? Yeah. So we're going to have to tie him up pretty good. He won't fit back there? No, he'll fit back there, but it's like, he can get at us. Oh, yeah, I'm not really worried about Rick Steves getting at me. What's mm. he going to do? Try to... He's going to give me a glass of red wine? And Look, he... Pr- it's going to get real quiet? And maybe we'll go on a gondola? Knows. He probably knows some European martial arts. What's the what's the most famous European martial art? Jim Cotta? Uh Gaspacho. He probably knows Jim Cotta. So because he's been to Europe at least three times. Right. That's, he did a lot did of filming. Know, did you know that's in his resume? He's been to Europe at least three times. He's, he films a lot when he's there. Because he knows he has to make five hundred episodes. It's all B roll. He's just gonna talk over it in his whiny voice. <laughs> Uh, about Franciscan monks and shit, and it doesn't matter. I don't care. Now, who do you like less? Him or the other Rick, whose name I can't remember, who Rick. makes Mexican food? Rick Bayless. The other P- the other famous PBS Rick. Mexico, one plate at a time? It depends. Okay, so is Rick Bayless related to Skip Bayless? Mm. Yeah, he's Skip Bayless's younger brother. All right. Well, then he's not in the clear at all. He's very much on the on the hypothetical list. 
this is a this is a white guy with a little scraggly goatee who makes uh, tr- authentic Mexican food on TV. Were you, are you serious though? He's really related to Skip Bayless. Yeah, he's Skip Bayless's That's younger hard. brother. Unless look, someone could have vandalized this Wikipedia <laughs> page. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I remembered it was Rick Bayless, so I had to look it up. But this is definitely the dude. Yeah, it's that's I re- I don't even know anything else about him, but I want him I want him under I want him under the in the underwater kingdom. I want him in the underwater kingdom with Rick Steves. I want to paint a pic I want to paint a glorious picture of them in the underwater kingdom with the Subaru Outback Cyclops. And uh is that painting going to be titled Too Many Ricks? <laughs> That's a good name for a painting. I, I think, think so. For sure. I'm fond of that name for a painting. It's going to be called, um, no, it's not going to be called Too Many Rigs. It's going to be called <sighs> Authentic Mexican Regional Cooking from the Bottom of the Ocean. <laughs> it's going to be what it's called. Oh, yeah, Rick ba- uh, Rick Steves is not going to have a lot to do in that show. No, he'll just talk about how all the recipes... Oh, I guess Rick Bayless needs somebody to serve the food to. <laughs> oh, this fucking little, his weasley little grin. Look, imagine, oh, imagine Rick Steves like just forking, forking some fucking wet cheese into his mouth. Yep, that's awful. I don't know how much wet cheese they use on uh, Rick Bayless's authentic Mexican show. Well, it's they're at the there bottom, must be some. They're at the bottom of the ocean. So that's true. It is all going to be wet. It's going to be very wet. Um. But, you know, they'll have acclimated to life down there after a while, and they won't need helmets or anything like that. They'll just be they'll okay. just be chilling. Turns out you had feelings about old Rick Steves. Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's, well, it's not even that, his work doesn't even offend me. I'm just pretty sure he's bad for the planet. Like, he's, this is a greater good situation. He might be the devil. And, uh, you know, if I drive the devil to the bottom of the ocean, he's closer to home, and maybe he'll just stay home. We also got Channel 11. Um, now, that's NBC now, but it was ABC back then. Right. Yeah. So, that was good, because it meant we we were able to watch TGIF. With Mr. Belvedere. Mr. Belvedere was on TGIF, right? I don't know. I don't... I never watched Mr. Belvedere. Oh, you didn't watch Brock Toon, I see. Uh, no, dog, I think that show was on before. Mr. Belvedere. Before just, we had TV. I'm on the Mr. Belvedere article. Let me just control F. That's uh, how you do magic. And I'm going to look up TGIF. Yeah, it aired from 85 to 90. 89 to 90, it was on TGIF. Okay. Yeah. So, in the in its last season. That's correct. <clears throat> gonna have some fun, show you how it's done, TGIF. That's yeah. one of the many jingles of TGIF. Uh, well, I mean, sort of. Like, the second half of that season only aired in syndication. Like so they only showed 12 episodes of season 6. That's very weird. On ABC. Why and even... two episodes of season five only aired in syndication. What happened, gonna... Mr. <laughs> this is a really weird setup. What happened, Belvy? That's very strange. I'm going to look up TGIF now. I want to see what the whole lineup was. Forever. ABC Friday Night Legacy. 50s to the 70s. No, I'm not interested in that. All right, TGIF, 89 to 2000. Here we go. This is going to be good. 
oh, whoever wrote this just put it in paragraph form. I'm not reading all this. <laughs> Can't give me a <clears throat> list. Right. Can I have some tabular data, please? Yeah, can I have a pie chart showing me how many shows were on TGIF and what percentage of the shows were that show? Yep, <laughs> that's how a pie chart works. <laughs> Just maybe like minutes, minutes on TGIF, and, a, and then the shows, put them in a pie chart. How many total minutes they spent on TGIF of the, of the total TGIF minutes. Uh, actually, dog, this says... For its sixth and final season, eighty nine ninety, Mr. Belvedere left its longtime Friday night slot, which uh, began its evolution into the long running TGIF block. Yeah, but I think TGIF brand started in eighty nine. Mm. So I think we're still I think we still nailed it. No no, but it wasn't in in its in its sixth season on I guess maybe at the end. Look, dude. I don't I guess know. Maybe in the maybe for part of the fifth season it was on TGIF. Here's what I know. The terrific Tuesday branding was a success. So they went with the Friday Fun Club, because it also was alliterative, but then they changed it to TGIF. It would be cooler, I guess. Okay, let's rebrand TGIF. What's the coolest thing to name it? If you were going to have TGIF today, Friday Night Comedies, what would you call it? The Fuck Palace. (laughs) The Fuck Palace, alright. People in the know would know that it was the Friday Fuck Palace. Right. But like... You wouldn't say it explicitly. You would just say the fuck palace. You don't say the Friday part. And, it's silent. Um, which, what? let's talk about a show that would be on Friday. The Friday fuck palace, or just the fuck palace, if you're really cool. Uh, I'm thinking... Okay, um, Malcolm and Eddie moved to Chicago. <laughs> are they, are, this puts them in the fa- extended Family Matters universe. Good. Along which, with uh, Coast and Larry? Along with Coast and Larry, who also lives in Chicago. Is Coast and Larry still alive? Because I want to bring the him back. The actor who plays him? I want to bring him back. Well, he was like 50 when that show aired, so that's why I'm asking. Is it, is it Mark Lynn Baker? God, that's so awesome that you remember Mark Lynn Baker's name. Um, yeah, I didn't remember how to spell it, though. It's weird. He's 62, but it looks like he's still kicking. I want him back. I want him back on the program. On, on yeah. a program. Boy, this picture of him here <laughs> at, at Wiki- on the Wikipedia page, this top picture, looks really old. I love the pictures that people choose to put on the articles of celebrities. What was was it Yasmin Bleeth we were looking at? Oh god, I got to see if that's still the picture. It's like it's like the like there's so many I see so many pixels on this picture. Oh yeah. Oh that's a great. Everyone should go to the Yasmin Bleeth Wikipedia. It's article. like nine distinct pixels. Right before they dip back in to this uh Mark Lynn Baker article. So, <laughs> I remember seeing him as a guest in he played someone creepy in a show. Oh, thank God, that was the role he was like in a play. Bones type show or something. I don't know his uh, his videography is not. Uh, there's no there's no there's no um, table on this page to tell you what he's been in. Is it in paragraph form? It's in paragraph oh, form. God, uh, which I think it's also incomplete. But I remember seeing him playing a creepo on something. Again, roll. Oh, roll the- I never saw Life on Mars, but it does say here in 2009 he appeared on an episode of the U.S. version of Life on Mars. Playing a character who collected women's underwear that he go. later used for masturbation. I, Dog, we know. <laughs> yes, we know why he collected them. Obviously. Collected women's underwear because he was trying to build a hot air balloon. Well, he collected women's underwear because he was addicted to french fries. It was yep. very important. Uh, so that's roughly the kind of thing that I remember. Uh, again, Rolly was born to play. No, no one's ever been creepier than that guy. 
The dude was a creeper. And, even sure. when he was playing a twenty-three-year-old fresh out of college, which was just always amazing, just an amazing casting choice. Uh, and he would be really scummy the whole episode, and then at the end he would break down and talk about how scummy he was, and he would say stuff like, "I'm scum." I'm the worst! Yeah, I have not dipped into it. And then Balky would have to talk him up and tell Recent him style. he was a good guy, because when... Because Jennifer wanted to go to the place she wanted to go to for dinner. And, and he was okay with it. Even though he didn't like that kind of food. That's plausibly a plot of Perfect Strangers, I think right? That is, that's roughly the level of stakes that appear in Perfect Strangers. I mean, there was that one time that they uh, lost a winning lottery ticket. No, dog. When I watched the season one finale, uh, they wanted us to think that Larry died. Oh. Well, they got trapped. <laughs> they got they got snowed yes. in in a ski lodge one time. He got snowed out. And, I, and oh. they tried to, like, pull a pull a cliffhanger that, like, Larry had died. And it's like, what? What? That's obviously not what happened in the plot of this episode. He did not die. But they thought that they could play like that. They played, like, sad music. And Balky was, um, like, in tears. It was, like, a very special episode. And then and then Larry, like, found his way in through the chimney or something. Yep. This happened. <clears throat> yep. But you'll never know, because not only did they not release after season two on DVD, they actually <coughs> went back and they, they took back all the copies of seasons one and two. So no one can no one can watch it anymore. But then they don't get to see the second version of the opening sequence. Is he still only only aired seasons three through eight? Does he, did he still have a sweet ride? Is this sweet Mustang? I don't know. It's in paragraph form. Oh, fuck. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't even don't use the magic search to look for. Mustangs. I'm not gonna read it to look if they talk about his Mustang. Hold on, though. I'm gonna make Larry cousin Larry in a Mustang is gonna be my new my new desktop <laughs> picture. Cousin Larry and a Mustang. Come on, Google. Don't do me dirty. Let's let's see it. These are just pictures of Mustangs. That's very disappointing. Google is such a disappointment these days. It's like all the stuff that we've always said about how the internet provides made Google upset because maybe they were giving it away for free or something. Is there pay Google that I can use that'll give me the things I want? <laughs> How much do I have to pay Google to get a picture of Cousin Larry in a Mustang? I don't know. I mean, like... I'd pay up to $500. We do this show over Hangouts, which you now have to use Chrome for. Yeah. Uh, Like, hey, Google, we're giving you a lot of free advertising now. They just won't do it. They're just refusing. Because they're little fuckers. You're not thinking of the Mustang from the opening sequence to Full House, are you? No, it's a different Mustang. God damn it. Perfect Stranger opening. Larry Appleton Mustang. Strangers opening. That'll probably help. Um, Doc, did you not search Larry Appleton Mustang? It's like the second picture. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, I didn't remember his name. App Appleton. Appleton. I mean, it's the hood of a Mustang. You have to know that, but like... Larry Appleton Mustang. Yeah, see? You thought I didn't know he had a Mustang, but he did. He did. It was brown. Oh, boy. Is that his family? Like... Sending him off to the big city? Are we looking at the same picture? Yep. 
The caption says, we later find out that Larry has eight brothers. He's pursuing his dream of being a photographer in the big city. He's just got out of college. He ends up working in the mail room? He's conservative. At a newspaper? He's conservatively 47 years old. (laughs) But he's fresh out of college. So that's cool. Oh, this is, I got a sweet picture of it. All right, good. Oh, thank God. All right, everybody, it's fine. Now I have a... Hey, you just had to, the you right. just had to do better than Cousin Larry. Well, I, again, the internet used to know things. Now it knows nothing. Searching for dumb. Larry Appleton. Oh, this one's great, because not only is he in the Mustang, but Balky's trying to push him, because he's, <coughs> he's stuck in some snow. This is well, great. See, the internet can still provide. Yeah, but I had to work so much harder than I, I used to just say. Yeah, you did the work. You say, internet. Hold on. Hey, Siri. Find me Larry Appleton in a Mustang. Let me see if Siri can do this. Oh, okay, it's obviously not Larry Hopkins Honda. Well, hang on, though. Do they got any deals? No, I don't care anymore. Siri's a fucking bitch. <laughs> Fuck you, Siri. Strange house! Stanford looked just okay in their opening game. Good thing they won because four of their next five are against ranked opponents. Yikes. Oh no, did the tree look sad? That tree is a villain, right? Like, I'm convinced he's a bad guy. The drunks from state that attacked him thought so. I think they tell the guy before he gets in the tree the first time, go out there and ruin somebody's day. He's just a real asshole of a tree. He says some horrible racist shit to the black players too. Like European soccer player racist. Yeah he does. He throws bananas and shit. And when they complain he mocks them by rubbing his eyes like they're crybabies. Meanwhile the radio guys are just like, oh, he thinks he's a banana tree. What a celebration of football and this beautiful campus. Strange outs! Oh... Man, you seem angry. Well, you want to put this Brocktoon in a jar? <laughs> You're you talking kill about it? killing Mr. Belvedere? You want to send Rick Steves to the bottom of the ocean? I look, I just, I, I got, some, I got some stuff going. I got stuff going on. You know, yeah. the kind of stuff you, that that I think anyone would think. Are you mad about cars? Also, because I noticed the cars are factoring in here yeah well okay so is it because your car broke yeah my car broke um it wasn't that broken this is the upset okay i had some small ah. some small electrical issues yeah dog no, you had a cough you went to the doctor now you defo gonna die i got ms is what it yeah. happened and uh with like a high degree of certainty they, they said you got a cough oh 99 chance you have ms uh yeah i took the car in because it was having weird electrical issues where with the the console with the radio and everything would shut down every once in a while when I was driving. It didn't affect anything. It was just annoying. They uh, Every part of the car is broken, it turns <laughs> out. There isn't a single part of the car that is not a broken piece. Which is weird, because I had been driving around and it seemed totally fine. Like, you took it in there and the guy came to you and he's like, Did you know you have all left tires on this car? <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know. Normally was... you gotta have two right tires. I didn't know there was such a thing as left and right tires. I figured they were unisex. That doesn't sound real. And I guess not. And no, in real life, like IRL, the guy apologized to me many times when he was telling me all the things that were broken. (laughs) He kept saying, I'm really sorry, sir. 
I'm so sorry, sir. And I was going, <laughs> yeah, did you break it? Did you break my car? Did you, when I gave you the card, did you take it out back and crush it? Like, why are I'm you sorry. apologizing so much? I'm sorry. I, I thought it would be cool to slide across the hood like Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> broke the whole car. Whole car's broken. It's on fire. I broke, I broke everything. I set it on fire. It was friction, I think. I was wearing my, my sweet stone wash. Um, so that was three weeks ago. It was three weeks ago when they told me my whole car was broken. I still haven't got it back. They replaced uh, one of the bearings in the, I think they said the right front bearing. But he replaced it with a defective bearing. (laughs) And then, I guess when they test drove it, they figured that out. I don't really know how. And then the part that came in to replace the defective one was also defective. Nah. But I'm starting to think maybe um, they just lost the car or something. And they don't know what to do, and they're just making excuses. Every time I talk to them, they're going to have a new excuse as to why I can't get the car back. The guy you dropped it off with and his uh, swarthy friend took it for a joyride through Chicago, Ferris Bueller style, except something real bad happened to it. It didn't end in a hilarious way like it did in in that movie, a way that made us all feel good and learn something about ourselves. I mean, maybe maybe he crashed it through a window and it fell down into some wilderness. Dude, that guy lived near some wilderness. Yeah, I don't know... um... I don't think that was proper Chicago. I think I don't think Chicago suburbs. is as I understand it from basically the movie Ferris Bueller, <laughs> and I guess Family Matters. But we see so little of it. We see that house. That's like it. I'd be like, "Where's Aunt Rachel's diner?" That's right. We see Rachel's place. Uh, yeah, no, go, the dragons are there though. So like, I just want to drive by. I don't want to go in. No, don't go in there. The dragons are really fierce. They like even even Edward won't won't go after those dudes. Uh, so anyway, actually, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I think so we, maybe maybe they've lost your car. It's possible. We <coughs> didn't pod the week that a lot of this conversation went down, but the guy called me and he was... <clears throat> Believe it or not, I, I talked him down on some of the repairs. Like some things that I, I just decided weren't necessary to fix at this time. And I talked him down. I'm not going to say how much the repairs are, but I talked him down 1500 Oh. And it's still, it's still so many more hundreds. Oh, God. So many more hundreds. And um, I got off the phone with the guy. Like, he didn't come to you with a number where you're like, no, I'm just going to get a new car. What are you... <laughs> this is a $12,000 car! <laughs> yeah. How much money do you think I'm going to spend on this car? It's a much more expensive car now. It has really appreciated in value to me because I'm get... spending the money. It's okay. If it if it will make you feel better, please remember I spent $7,000 on a cat last year. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool because you could ride him down the street. You can really ride these. It's a sweet whip that you got. Well, he's afraid of the outside, but if I want to ride him from one bedroom <laughs> to the other, no, he's still not capable of that. No. But um, but I could, I could maybe affix a message to his caller, and if Katie stood in the other corner of the house and called his name, he might go to her with the message. But she'd have to know to call him. But okay, so like I could send her a text saying, "Call Harley. He's got a message for you." So the the repairs to your cat were like fifty bucks, but then, but then they also gave you like the world's largest blue diamond <laughs> in return, <laughs> right? It's just like it's on his collar or something. Is that correct? Yeah. The cat, he just had, uh, he had, uh, cancer. Oh. And, uh, but like, but not one of the usual ones that cats get. So they were like, look, dog, we don't know. 
I mean, we could take the thing out. <laughs> but who knows? And uh, I haven't taken him back to the vet since then, so as far as I know, he's fine. It's always good when they don't know. Like, where yeah. is cat science at this time? He had, got, he had gotten down to, like, uh, 11 pounds. Which for him is very and small. You saw this. This is a cat that was 21 pounds when I bought him. Yeah. And then put on like another ten, no problem. Well, why not? I mean, at that point he was settled, you know. Um, but he's he's back to looking like a little bull again. So nice. Got him like fixed most of up his weight, good. Most of his weight is like front of his divide, the middle dividing line, like a buffalo. <laughs> like he's all, almost all shoulders, almost all shoulders and head. Yeah, that's good. That's a good look for a cat. I always thought when I was thinking about cats, like I often like do, a lion, but it's not mane. I was like, what? Like he has no mane. Animal would a cat look better if it looked like if it looked like any animal? What would I want a cat to look like? And I thought buffalo right away. A buffalo, they're glorious. Cats should look. I mean, a, like I mean a bison, of course. Yeah, for our African listeners. Yes, sorry to the people of Accra, and also Lima. Sorry about some other stuff, Lima. I feel like, yeah. Lima's in Peru. No, well, you know, millions of years ago, they were the same continent. Were they? <clears throat> That's continental drift, dude. <coughs> Go see a, a gif of that happening. It'll say, like, 250 million years ago, and but no, and then it'll... Google's gonna let me down. <clears throat> I think you'll see that those were once one continent, and therefore that was totally valid. Anyway, so, obviously, as soon as I got off the phone with that guy, I had the worst diarrhea of my life. <laughs> Just, like, scary. Have you ever been on the toilet and feared for your life? I mean, I did get salmonella once. It was, I think it was rage diarrhea. Because I wanted, I wanted to hurt that person. I had really, really bad diarrhea in India one time. (laughs) Well, that I believe. ate something I shouldn't have. Um, What's nice about having awful diarrhea in India is they got those butt hoses right next to the toilet. Oh, yeah. Nice. So... You could just hose it, hose it all out. Sure. Do they have like a drain on the ground and everything? Just all... yeah, the ground drains, so any water that that goes everywhere, uh, it means the bathrooms are always humid. <laughs> real swampy in, in, in there. there, like real swampy. Also, in the building that I was working out of, the bathroom was not air conditioned. The floor was air conditioned, but the bathroom just had an open window to the hundred and four degree outside. Oh, nice. So the bathroom was a swampy, very urine smelling location <laughs> in that building. Real good. Well, they don't want you hanging out in there. You know what? I feel like that's good management strategy. Just make the bathroom as awful as you possibly can. I don't yep. want anyone playing on their phone in the stall. Like, just no, there was no out. Wi-Fi in there either. All right, good. See? Even better. Yeah. They were managing this shit like, like the real deal. Uh, now so that's, I, I don't want to talk like that's all of India. That was one building in Pune, but... You know. Yeah. So after my rage diarrhea, I came out and I tried to open a, a sparkling water and it sprayed all over me and my computer. <laughs> all over my computer. Doug, I'm surprised you didn't have uh, just a stroke. And I remember all of these things because we were, we were supposed to pod that day and then it got delayed because we were, we were busy with other stuff. And I was going to remember to say all of this stuff about Mazda and how Mazda is the worst. But, uh, it yeah. turns out in the two weeks since all of this stuff happened, I have only... That's only been reinforced many times over that Mazda is the worst. <laughs> I gotta say, the CX-5 was on my short list of replacement cars. Yeah, well, if you get it, don't ever go back to the dealership after you drive it out. Oh, Doc, I'm just straight up not gonna get it. I'm okay. like, okay. 
I'm not going to take this garbage car that falls apart to John's Bascom Automotive and hope he can fix the goddamn thing. <laughs> hey, John. Which is, which is, by the way, what you should have done. John, you know my, you know my <laughs> parents. John, you know my parents. They, they, had, they had a crappy car they brought here every six months until a, they got rid of it. It was a Nissan. Do you remember my mom's Nissan? John, just cut me a deal. John, Mazda wants to charge me so many hundreds of dollars. Like, I say hundreds because it feels bad to say thousands. <laughs> John, I don't know how to tell him. I don't really have this money. <laughs> oh, it's been such a horrible experience. Except that I've been driving around their loaner car, which is much better than my car. It's got, like, newfangled features and it's stuff. It's another Mazda, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but Mazda 3 mo- hatchback, uh, Biclops edition. Oh, it's a, but it's a modern yeah, Mazda yeah, yeah, 3. Yeah. It's like a 2016 or something. It's got um, it's got like that rear that rear camera for backing up, which I find mm-hmm. very distracting. I don't know what to watch. I just look at the camera. I don't I don't look at my surroundings. I hate how it takes me longer to set up my music. Yeah, when that camera's on. Yeah, not only that, this thing has got so many different like uh, options for audio that it, it takes even just in general it takes me forever to set up my music. Whereas my old one is so analog, it's like. Basically, I just flip a big switch on the on the dash that says music. Yes, and I flick it and it plays my music because yeah. I don't have no options. But it was problems with that system that led you to bring your car in to be uh, joyridden through a through a part of Chicago that's not the part where the parade was where they were doing twist and shout. Yeah, but that guy what parade was that supposed to be? Uh, oh, it was German heritage or something, wasn't it? Because isn't there okay, like cool. a bunch of ladies in like. Uh, Funny German barmaid outfits or something. Yeah. yeah, what day of the year is that in Chicago? German Heritage Day, Chicago. All right, Google. This is your last chance. You uh, make sure you put Larry Appleton in there. That makes searches work. <laughs> is that the magic code? Yeah, you didn't know that? All right, let's see. I don't, I don't, enough image search. That's stupid. Well, they have Oktoberfest. That doesn't really feel like the same thing. I mean, we all have Oktoberfest. Maybe it was in October. Oh, German-American Steuben Parade. Uh, That's New York City. The Chicago Parade was featured in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There you go. It's the German-American Steuben Parade, which is a stupid name. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, The parade was named by its founders, (coughs) Friedrich Wilhelm von Steuben, a Prussian-born general who served under General George Washington in the American Revolutionary War. When does Chicago... Okay. Don't worry about it. So Chicago's got a Casimir Pulaski Day. Okay. Because, well, they got a lot of polls there. Yeah, but, like, that's a, one of those Revolutionary War polls, right? Is he? I thought Casimir was... Is that not, like, um like the, the King Casimir? It's a different Casimir? No, he was a Polish nobleman. Oh. Uh, who reformed the American cavalry. During the, yeah. he emigrated to help in the cause of the American yeah. Revolutionary War. This is something I talk about all the time. Died in 1779, so he didn't I, make haven't, it. I haven't scrolled down, but that doesn't seem like it was a coincidence. He didn't, he didn't quite make it. Dude, I talk about this all the time with people who that, don't. Grape care. shot, grape shot, got him. Oh uh, man, well, got a lot of got a lot of people. Grapes are a lot harder than they feel when you're chewing on them. They're very deadly. Um, no, he wasn't the only one. There's a Kosciuszko. He came. He came to America to 
Oh, all the old taddies. Yeah, to build our build our forts or something, build fortifications, yep. and uh, I mean, obviously, there's the Marquis de Lafayette from France, and yeah, it was a there were a bunch of weirdos. It was a much cooler were, time. Like, looking for an adventure, yes. and maybe didn't weren't like didn't love the British. Yes, we're like, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Crazy adventurers, fortune seekers from all over the fucking globe, and I understand the American army was not well equipped at that point. But George Washington was just like, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll make you a general. What do I care? Just come on over here. It's in my power to just say the thing. <laughs> Fucking Lafayette was like a boy. He was a sweet boy. He was not a man <laughs> yet. And they're just like, yeah, what do you want to do? You want to just command everything? Just feel free. It's fine. He... We don't really have such as nobility here, but come on over. We'll treat you like you're like we do. I was, I was reading about the end of the war after after Yorktown. And uh, about how the Marquis de Lafayette had convinced uh, George Washington to, to let him go to Europe to to convince France and Spain to give him command of a navy and army to conquer Canada. Right. And how he had succeeded, and they had built the fleet, and they were just garrisoning. They were getting the men ready to board the ships so they could sail to Jamaica, conquer Jamaica, and then sail up and conquer Canada. Mm-hmm. And uh, that the two very similar fighting conditions, <laughs> exactly. And about how he was so extremely confident that he was going to succeed, like he's like he guaranteed it. He was like, "Yeah, no, this is done. This is done. You're going to have Canada now, and you're going to have Jamaica, and it's going to be awesome." And uh, and like the day before the ships were supposed to leave, the British recognized American independence, and it talked about how he was the saddest man in Europe because <laughs> he, he didn't get to conquer Canada like he wanted to so badly. Yeah, dude, people from all over the fucking place were just like, what, the British are involved? Yeah, fuck those guys. Or for the Poles, I think it was more like, uh, I wish we could have an independent state. Wouldn't that be neat? I think that was what they were thinking. Anyway, this Pulaski guy has got a holiday in Illinois, which I know because of uh, Sufjan Stevens' album, Illinois. Right, Governor (coughs) Blagojevich. About the state of Illinois. Is that who you're talking about? I think this is before... Casimir Blagojevich? Blagojevich was shitting the whole place up. Oh, okay. Alright. <clears throat> uh, I don't remember how we got to that. What were we talking about? So- sorry about your car? Oh, that parade. That parade. Ferris Bueller. Yeah. We just got into... Uh, I just had the image of those two guys joyriding in your car. <laughs> kind of a good film. I mean, it's pretty. it doesn't age that well, but it's... Uh, can, I, can I say this? As a 36-year-old man, it really encourages poor behavior. Nine times. Yeah. That's how many times. It encourages bad behavior nine times. Also, it's real sad that Rooney turned out to be a real-life pedophile. <laughs> but again! It kind of casts a weird pall on that character. But again! Like he's breaking into that kid's house. Who is surprised by that? Oh, no. He for sure looked the part. <laughs> yeah, he did. Isn't it weird how you can look like a pedophile and you can be a, and you just be, you are one? It's like we can pick them off. It's like it must be in your facial expressions, not in your actual facial features. He did have some crazy expressions, which yeah. were great on the evil principle, but not so great when he's. Look, I think we all like him getting on the bus at the end and he just has been all torn to shit. <laughs> Does a kid spit on him in that movie? I feel like there's a lot of good kids spitting on people in movies. Does he get spit on? He doesn't. If he does, it's not like. It's not Miri quality. <laughs> I feel like somebody spits on Ed Rooney. Let me see. Hold on. Google, do it for me. <laughs> spit on Ed Rooney. Hold on. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone at the arcade. Oh, they spit soda at him. That's not the same thing. That is not the same. All right, that's fine. Whew. It ain't great, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't watched it recently. I feel like it probably doesn't hold up that well. I don't think it does. I, I, it's, that's I mean, I just... Here's where I am. I just kind of feel bad for Cameron. <laughs> you just go, like, oh, it's sad. He didn't want any part of this. He's got this irritating friend that he's friends with for some reason. He fucking lets gets bullied into letting him take his dad's Ferrari, and then with the insane explanation that they'll drive in reverse to get the miles off. Right, right. Never occurs to him. Wait, that can't be how it works. That would be a terrible idea. That's some. That's like they programmed the Star Trek dial, the Starfleet con. Drag, drags. <laughs> yes, to indicate t- when time was going backwards. Right. Uh, drags, drags them all around, makes them pretend to be the Sausage King of Chicago. <laughs> Abe Froman. Abe Froman. Uh, and then uh, totally wrecks that car up real good. Yeah, they wreck it. To- they wreck it <clears throat> and together. at the end, it's like, oh, this is cathartic. This is good. Yeah. Me and the old man are finally going to have to have it out. But it's like, we don't see dog. the part where he gets beat within an inch of his life. He straight up ruined your day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Ferris when Bueller's like, Day Off was... Hey, Pops, why I gotta go to state college? And his <laughs> dad's gonna be like, well, why'd you wreck my Ferrari, asshole? That's right. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off was Cameron's day of shame and misery. Ferris Bueller is a rich boy with a super high-tech room who does not appreciate any of it. I'm, I'm s- He's shitty about it because his sister got a bad hatchback. Yeah. And then... And then he's just uh, he just bullies people into into breaking rules. So yeah, for sure. And I'm sure there is an internet cut somewhere that it's called Cameron's sad day day of shame and sadness. <laughs> and it's just all it's the same movie, but all the music's different. And it's cut <laughs> so that Cameron is having the worst the worst time, and it's a real sad story. I bet the internet has done that. I'm not going to search for it because I've done enough internet searches and for one episode. But I feel yeah, really very have. confident that that happened. Take my uh, word for it, it happened. Strange house. Tyler Irvin is still second in the nation in rushing. He could finish first and get a one-way ticket to Edmonton. Yeah, his small stature will be his undoing even more than playing at state. Fun to watch, though. And he won't finish first because the guy ahead of him is Leonard Fournette who can run for 250 on SEC defenses. But still, he's the new Deontay Whitaker. Even Tyler Irvin doesn't know who that is. Seriously. He is not a legend. But I will always remember his junior campaign, when they beat undefeated number 8 TCU on national television. 15 years ago. His senior campaign was horse tooks though. At the party I was at they had all the prospects there and Jesus even high school football players are huge. But somehow we keep coming up with these scrawny backs. Yeah, the backs with size and speed find their way elsewhere. We're left with speed but no size. I'm not sure speed is Irvin's gift. He looks slippery out there. Maybe he should try crouching down and hiding behind the D-line. That should be used once per drive. Yes. Fucking trick plays. 24-7. I want trick plays to become their standard plays. Base set equals fake punt. Perfect. Just sent the punt team out to fake on first and ten.
I want down and distance to be irrelevant. And I want the plays decided by a set of dice. If a high school team did that it would get many views on YouTube. Strange out! You know this is supposed to be a mailbag episode? Oh shit, yeah, well, because we got right into it with James Spader of Sexy Cars and uh, fucking Craig Donovan, Donovan Craig. Yeah, D- Don Franklin is Oh his name. yeah, CDDC, that's what he's called. Playing the character of Craig Donovan. Right. From seven days. Uh, from seven days. We don't we don't have much, but let's let's just blast through it. Right. Um, these are coming at us from Twitter. If you want to tweet at us, then tweet at us. Mm. Like, look, dog, it's at Brother Date. It's real easy. Find us. Uh, Join the conversation. <clears throat> uh, Ryan said on March 29th, at Brother Date. To be fair, maybe by the twenty three sixties, first contact isn't a big thing. Oh come on! How many times does one of the captains tell us it's their most important duty? Like it comes up. It comes up a lot. It comes up quite like quite a bit. About how serious they take it and how important it is. You know I assume this is in response to Me complaining about Cisco. Comment we had about Cisco. <coughs> Who has said first contact? Why bother? Who cares? Yeah. But uh but that I mean I'll just send O'Brien down. It's fine. This is running uh we are Contemporaneous with season six of the next generation in season one of Deep Space Nine, is that right? Yeah, 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 that's correct. Yeah. So like, we still have we're still not done with first contact ideas. But we've already done the episode first contact, right? Isn't that season five? I want to say uh, first contact is the one where Riker B. sex New Earth sexes Newark. up Riker. Yes, exactly. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. It's weird that you may give Riker the agency in that, because oh. it's pretty much all her. Well, that's true. And you know what? This is something I've realized about myself, is that even though I like to think that I'm pretty evolved, sometimes I'm downright chauvinist. I'm a sexist. <laughs> and I need to work on that. And this is good. This is like Cameron at the end of Ferris Bueller. That's how I feel. This is good. Gives me a chance to work on that's Stuff. right. You and the, you and the old man are finally going to have to have it out about your attitudes about men and women. Well, that's not going to go. So, I don't think that. I don't think he's going to be not, helpful. It doesn't seem like it would be helpful. I don't think he's going to help me with that at all. No, probably not. <sighs> well, anyway, I I feel like Ryan is something Marjan always does. Tries to excuse the bad writing. If you're not trying your hardest to overcome the bad writing, you're just excusing it and going, "Well, you know, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal." Look, we're in the next season of the Next Generation. After so, further than this point in Deep Space Nine, <clears throat> we will we will definitely see an episode where uh, a sweet, sweet historian boy yeah. kills himself because he could not bear to be uh, on the Enterprise instead of in his little village. Oh yeah, he doesn't handle it so very well. That's not a good it's a episode. Heartbreaks. And by the way, it, it really pisses me off at the end when Worf's like, hey, can I take one of these history scrolls? Yeah. And his brother's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I've already broken every other rule. I'll break this one, too. Why are you asking uh, me? I've talked a lot, but really this is because I married that woman there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a terrible episode. And I honestly, Otherwise, I definitely would have stood on the bridge with Captain Picard and watched the whole planet become uninhabitable and just been like, oh, they're... Their noble sacrifice, because we were worried that if we told them about aliens and warp drive, they would go crazy. Yep. 
Well, that guy proved hmm. it, dude. That guy proved it because of bad writing. He went up on the Enterprise, and he's seen some future shit, and he couldn't keep it together. And yeah, he was a sweet boy, and I feel bad for him. Yep. And he died. He was like, well, wait, how do you guys even do history in your village if you don't have these uh, f- fold-em-ups? His name was Lil' Curtis. That's Lil, what I remember. Lil, Lil Curtis. That may not be, may not be canonical. Can- no, that's definitely canon. <laughs> he was Lil' Curtis. He had a sweet, sweet boy's heart. And he couldn't handle all the things that he's seen in the future. He saw, well, you want to know what he saw? He saw werewolves, for sure. Definitely saw a werewolf. Well, he didn't, because no, Worf was already in the holodeck with a human face. Okay, so he's seen, he's seen plastic surgery, for sure, then. And you can nope. always tell. You can always well, tell. <laughs> okay, he's seen the results of plastic he's surgery. He's seen the face, and he said, that's not right. I don't know what's wrong with it, but it isn't right. You know what else? This he's... is like when, when Picard and Data were eating plomeek soup or whatever on Romulus, yep. and... Everyone was just, like, too polite to be like, oh, they've had work done. <laughs> right? Like, oh, look at these vain oh, fuckers. had work oh, done. Both no, of them together. So fancy. Oh, you're from another province? I wonder which one. H- Hollywood They're province. The Hollywood province. <laughs> Everybody has work done there. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's a myth that all people from that province have work yeah. done, says Data. Yeah, exactly. Unconvincingly. Yeah, he's like, uh, actually, that's a common misconception. Uh, yeah. Though my brother is one of the best plastic surgeons in Hollywood province. He makes yep. a killing out there. Um, but you know what else he's seen? He's seen 3D chess. Right? Didn't he? Did he go to 10 I don't know. But you know what else he's seen? Probably someone... There's a whoa, 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 thing right in his face. One of those instruments. That for sure happened. Yeah. So, killed He him. probably saw... Uh... He probably saw Chief O'Brien in a body. No, he was uh, off the show by yeah, then. He, was he wasn't in the. He wasn't in the sick bay for one of his famous kayaking injuries. He probably saw Barkley though. Probably saw Barkley around, and Barkley he probably, probably said did see Barkley weird. around, still acting a little bit like a spider. Yeah, he said something weird to the guy. Set him off. His sensitive heart, little Curtis's sensitive heart, and he couldn't make it anymore. So first contact too, is very important. He was too sweet and soft to live in that world. You know what I've heard? I've heard. I don't know this to be true. But I've heard that you only get one shot at a first impression. Is that from that Eminem song? Yeah, you only get one shot at first impression, spaghetti, right? That's the one. Okay. So, uh, I, do, I know the name of the song is not Eight Mile, but I don't remember <laughs> what the name of the song actually is. Lose Yourself? Oh, is you it got something it. Something like that? I think you got it. Okay. Nice. Good job. I was done with him by then. You like the raps. I was done with him once someone pointed out that if you... It doesn't make sense to say you're on the rag and ovulating. <laughs> Those two things happen at different it times. Was very, that was a problematic song. Eminem's understanding of uh, the female reproductive system is is not nuanced. No, it's. I imagine it's a lot like Tupac's understanding of it. I don't know specifically what Tupac understood about it, but he <laughs> had borderline understandings of many things. I was like, I was just running through my mind, like, what did he say? Did he say fallopian tubes? Yeah, <laughs> you know he rapped about the fallopian man. Like he's it's like, it's gonna... gotta be. An, is it in Brenda got a baby? No, the pregnancy is the framing device in Brenda got a baby. <laughs> yeah, shit's gonna triple and four quadruple, dude. That's all that matters. Uh, uh, we'll talk about rap again in a minute. Go on. It was Suge Knight also. Suge, yeah. Uh, Suge. Suge Knight. Suge finally talking about who iced Tupac. Yep. Was it was it Suge? Uh, Did he say it was him? He hasn't yet come out and said it was him, but everybody thinks this last thing is prelude to that. <laughs> I 
I hope he said it was Prelude because I want to hear him say it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, lose yourself and roll back. Too much Star Trek. First contact in the twenty three sixties. Not Ryan's being an apologist. Uh, Marjan said at brother date Ooh. at Deerham Sandwich a direct at you. Yeah, she doesn't like me sometimes. A cocktail party, talking about Move Along Home again. Oh, yeah. It was obviously a masquerade, hashtag labyrinth. Yeah, that's why we played that music. <laughs> like, she's repeating the joke that you made. Yeah, that's By having I... me download and then play that music. All I said was that that scene from Move Along Home reminded me of that scene in that movie. Who cares whether it was a cocktail party or a masquerade anyway? Who cares? Anyway, you responded that it was a cocktail party with a fog machine. Oh, I care. It was me. I'm the one who cares. Yeah, you're the one who cares. Uh, that's all the mail that we have no. in, the, in the bag. Uh, please let me introduce myself. What? I eat, eat up all the food that you got on the shelf. I don't know why. <laughs> it's that early Sugar Hill Gang style rap. Yeah. The good stuff. That's, that's what, I what you know. We can talk about Tupac, and I've listened to a lot of Tupac, but that's all I would actually be capable of. Rapping to the be, beat. Going over to do a rap about how you go to your friend's house and the food's bad or something. Right. <laughs> Just rapping to the beat. Exactly. Just uh, exactly to the beat. I rap to the beat. That I rap to the beat. Um. Yeah, dog. You know what? I think that the most important moment in the history of hip-hop, and I think that's something you only see on like real underground documentaries... <laughs> this isn't like mainstream. Sh- this isn't Eminem. That's what I'm saying. This isn't fucking fucking mainstream sellout shit. You know what this is? I'm talking about the time that aliens came and taught everybody how to rap by playing the name game. That was an important moment. Watershed sorry, moment. The time that the aliens they came they came from outer space. One alien in particular was a really cool dude, and he taught he taught a teenager with a big heart all about how to rap. By playing the name game with her. Do you remember? This is in documentaries. I've seen it. This happened. Not only do I not believe that it happened, I don't... Oh, now you did it. Now you now you done done it. Oh, boy. No, this is a Mariah Carey song, though. Yeah, this is This is the moment I was talking about. Oh, it was an attack. It probably seemed like it when he landed. Is she saying attack of the name game? Yeah, dude. It's an important moment. You don't know, because you're not from the Bronx. I was walking down the street, keeping time with my feet, when I heard the strangest sound. I saw a spaceship scene, and a man in green, and a crowd was gathered around. Well, I stepped up Good just effects. to get a little dose of his rhyming kind. Seems Clyde.
天扫二吧。This fucking song is six minutes long. <laughs> I know. I know how to play it. I can play the name game. Well, the, the beat's gonna keep going, and you do um. You, you, shit, uh, Kevin. You couldn't think of a name. I was trying to think of one that had enough syllables. <laughs> My first one was Ken. I don't think it'll work. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, is he hitting on this little girl? Yeah, she is. That's okay. She's like 13. It's fine. Oh no. You don't stop it, so I am going to let it go. Dude, I think the alien said you better lock up your daughter. Remaining two and a half minutes. I mean, we do have to get to the part where he teaches her how to dance. Stacy and her little brother Jury. Jury, I think. <clears throat> Alright, that's fine. That's enough. Thank God. What do you mean? <laughs> I, are you telling I mean, me you did good. not like the name the name Attack of the Name game? That's a pretty good song, Attack of the Name Game by Stacy Lattisall. Yeah, dog uh Sounds like a Lattisall Mountain Landis, is that right? <laughs> that's right. Yep, that's who she's named after. It's a family name. It's a family name. Uh, wait. So you 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 don't love how earnest rap was in 1982? Look, I have this question, and it's it legitimately is bothering me. Sure, 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 sure. How come the first the first people outside of that weird Jamaican dance hall scene where rap was invented to hear rap immediately went like, "This is alien stuff." 
Again, haven't you ever been on the road in 1965 and heard a Four Tops song and had to pull over? Uh, listen, that it, is always my imagination, is that you'd be driving around and it'd be... Fuck, I don't know. Reach out, I'll be there, probably. No, but I mean, like, what what boring song would have come before oh, that? Oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe some kind of teen idol bullshit. Who knows? Right. Some fucking... Maybe Frankie Valley or some horse shit. Yeah, some and then fucking greased up be fucking like, Goomba. Reach out, I'll be there starts, and then you're just like... Uh no 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 I gotta I gotta pull over. <laughs> Hold on. I second. gotta pull over until this song is done. Hold on a second. This is very important. I will drive us to the supermarket after this is finished. No, we are. We're still going. We're still gonna go. We're still gonna go to the we're supermarket. Gonna, we're gonna get but the, some we're, something is happening. We're gonna go to the butcher. Okay, I'm not gonna say we're not going. I just have to hear this. This listen listen to me. We're still gonna go. Oh, thank God we didn't bring the kids. We're still, but, but I don't, I don't understand what it is that I'm, that I'm hearing. <laughs> Do you hear the sound? I think it's, I think it came from above. I think the sound is honestly from the heavens or from aliens. I do not know which. That sweet, that sweet soft boy Frankie Valley was singing. <laughs> and now there's a flute. <laughs> I love the four top scream. That's how the song starts. Rah! Yeah, you hear this and you think, my mind is blown. So maybe late 70s, early 80s, you hear a rap song. (laughs) But it's just like, you hear a rap song, you go, they're just talking. The whole thing is talking. When did Blondie do Rapture? I don't know. She's maybe the worst rapper. Maybe Rapture, Blondie song. But it's like, it's way early. So, so January 1981 is when that single was released. Ugh. So, that's getting to the game, like, pretty early. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, You can tell, because you didn't have to have any skills to put out a record like that. Yeah. There was so no that's, flow. That is basically one year after Rapper's Delight. Yeah. Is when that song came out. So, like, she got on that a pretty quick. Uh, that is a song about an alien who comes down and eats cars and shit. Yeah, it's really... That's what rapping inspired in people. They were like, this, uh, what, are they just talking? But, no, but they're doing it to the beat. To the beat? They're talking in a rhythmical way? They talk to the beat. Oh my god, I did it. That's that's how aliens would do. (laughs) They must... There are aliens. An alien just inhabited my body because I talked to the beat. Aliens are real, and they are among us, (laughs) and they rap. (laughs) Yeah. Right, that's what it was. That's what it inspired in people, because it's a it's a baffling thing. If, uh, say, you have just listened to something by I don't know what was hip in nineteen eighty, uh, ACDC or something, you heard you shook me all night long or something. And this is a real top forty. This is a real pop station because they played that and then they play a rap song. But anyway, the rap song comes on after, and someone's just talking, and you go, I don't even, I don't even. The, uh, this is unholy. The, another one bites the dust by Queen was in 1980. Still rock and roll to me by Billy Joel. Oh yeah, was there it, you go. Some Billy Joel. Yeah. Some, was it number one? Uh, also, crazy little thing called Love. Queen had a good year. That's right. <laughs> oh, d- uh, do that to me one more time by the Captain and Tennille. Okay. Yeah. So, <coughs> so the Captain and the Tennille 
dude right are on the radio and you're like oh that's sweet sounds lady by kenny rogers this is the kind of stuff that was big in 1980 right then you hear somebody rapping to the beat and you go this is inspired from this is from another place this isn't from the same place where i am where kenny rogers is right regular folk like me and kenny rogers we don't know about this right exactly uh man paul mccartney and john lennon both had number ones i don't know either of them (laughs) What, what were they Coming Up by Paul McCartney. Don't know that. Just like Starting Over, John Lennon. Can't say I really know that. Uh, Too bad. When was Waterfalls? Uh, Escape, the Pina Colada song, was at number one on the week of January 12th. Okay. So, yes. And Call Me by Blondie. So she had a good year, too. Uh, Yeah. Well, then you hear... Such as Rapper's Delight, and you're like, no. Aliens? Because humans, they are not like, capable is, of this. Is there a scene in E.T. that I just forgot where he raps? Uh, yeah, I play, yeah. To and the beat. Also, please. his name is Clyde. That song's about E.T. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, by the way... He, has, oh. he had three eyes and three legs and three hands, so... <laughs> two of which are specified as being left legs. So pretty pretty clear her dad just got her some studio time right just bought it for her, like a birthday present i mean you're gonna press your own record honey so are you saying that uh if if we had been alive in, in as teenagers in the 80s hmm. we would have recognized that this was rebecca black's friday that's exactly correct this was rebecca black's friday and saturday comes afterward <laughs> Great, the lyrics are just um, but because but, wake up in the morning, gotta eat my cereal or whatever. <laughs> because of the mists of time, yes, this just sounds like what rapping to the beat sounded like. Yeah, she would have been either fourteen or fifteen when that song came out. This is what I'm saying, man. This is what I'm saying. Her sweet uh, daddy got her some studio time as a birthday present, and that's what she did with it. And then Mariah Carey sampled it. Yeah. This was, by the way, this was from her fourth record. Oh, dang. She was like a yeah. regular Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, would you call Attack of the Name Game, is that like her classic period? Like, Is that like her inner visions? Or are we talking about asymptotic genius? I guess that's what I'm I getting mean, at. Based on my reading of this Wikipedia page? Yes, that's exactly what, like, based briefly? on Briefly? Yes. Uh, I don't know. It seems like it. Like, uh... <laughs> She had an album, so her 1980 album, Let Me Be Your Angel, went to number 44, All and right. number 9 on the R&B charts. Okay, not bad for a little and kid. And then the next album, in 81, With You, went to 46 and 8, respectively. Okay. And then this one went to 55 and 11, oh. but then the next one only got up to 160 and 26, so this was like maybe the end of her classic period. Oh, so this is more like songs Maybe like people didn't like all the rapping. This is bad change for her. Bad change for Stacey Ladislaw. Yeah. <sighs> you know, Waterfalls by Paul McCartney came out in 1980. Just wanted to let you know that that happened. Mm, uh, she helped herself to uh, to a version of uh, Hey There, Lonely Girl. Oh, my God. Is that She on... called it Hey There, Lonely Boy. Is that on but... the YouTubes? Could you... well, shit, man. Could you... I don't know. Could we YouTube it? 
Um, well, let's see. I gotta get my Stacy lettuce all fixed. Right. Jack is gonna... back. I got a Jack attack. This is Catch just gonna him. lead me to that uh, Jonathan Colton song about Kennesaw Mountain Landis. Don't. If do... I don't type it exactly right. <laughs> don't do that. That's different. <sighs> uh, Lattisaw is not an easy name to spell on a phone. <laughs> your phone is your phone autocorrect that too. Well, YouTube doesn't autocorrect, which is nice, yeah, but uh, uh, it does mean that it will uh, also, also just not. Stacy Lattisaw, hey there, lonely boy. Oh boy. Let's see what this mess sounds like. Please be an ad. I can't wait to play an ad on my podcast. <laughs> no, here we go. Oh, this is already much worse than the original. Play this at my prom. Can we have prom again? Let's have a prom and play this. I want to invite everyone to my prom. <coughs> What's the theme? Uh, Rick Bayless' diner at the bottom of the sea? <laughs> the Ocean Bottom Diner of Rick Bayless featuring Rick Steves. That's the theme. And that by that I mean I need a group of people to go get them. To get this plan in motion. Bring a submersible. <laughs> it gets deep right off the coast here. Oh, this will be the, this will be the theme song of their show. Their cooking show. I mean, this isn't funny. It's just boring. Yeah, you can get rid of it. It's fine. Uh, uh, YouTube, I wanted you to, I wanted you to not do this anymore. Stop it! Cut it out! I was getting really stressed. Thank you. Show them how it's done, Eddie Holman. This is a real person. I don't like when people help themselves to a cover. This is a real person. This guy right here. (laughs) Isn't that bass, dude? Dude took it for a walk. Would you believe the Wikipedia page does not indicate who played bass on this? Garbage. The internet's the internet's over. That's a disaster. Uh, here is the thing. <laughs> this itself is a cover of "Hey There, Lonely Boy" by Ruby and the Romantics. Uh oh. An Akron, Ohio-based R&B group. Eddie, what did you do? No. Eddie, you're a thief. My sweet you're boy, a thief, Eddie. Eddie. No. Eddie wouldn't do that. Eddie's such a nice guy. Listen to him. He's gonna kiss your tears away, Judah. Glad I hate those tears. You in particular. Oh, he's gonna hit it. He's gonna hit it. Yeah, well, there's a reason this is the definitive version. There is also a reason Eddie Holman was a one-hit wonder. Wait, how far back are we going? What is this? No way. 1963. Uh, By the way, this sounds hot as shit. I kinda, I kinda really like this. Kinda. Hey there, lonely boy. Lonely boy. Let me make your broken heart. 
opening was better. Ever since she broke your heart. There we go. You seem so lost each time you pass my way. Oh, how I long to take your hand and say don't cry. So very jazzy. This is, uh, we're taking a, a clarinet and, uh, that guy's definitely playing the kit with brushes. We're doing, like, the sonic version of the Wikipedia rabbit hole. I think that's a stand-up bass, and, uh, <laughs> the tremolo guitar, obviously. They're brushing the hell out of these drums, dude. <laughs> I don't hate it, I like that sound. Lots of palm-muted pizzicato guitar. Uh. Uh. Yeah, yeah, okay, but it's no Mexican divorce. Uh, well, no, but what is? Oh, boy. Uh, Mexican divorce. I wonder who else has covered this song. <laughs> hey there, lonely boy or girl? No, Mexican divorce. Oh, dog. no one should cover, no one covered that, right? Just tell me no one covered it, I don't want to hear it. Well, let's just see what the search comes up. I, I mean, so, there's a Burt Bacharach version. That's going to be awful. Burt Bacharach is so awful. Did he write this? No way. Or did he... No. Is it Dionne Warwick or somebody? What do we got here? Yeah, he wrote this. He, did he? So he's responsible for travel folder. <laughs> Good. That's fine. Oh, you're right. It was a bird background. Yeah. Oh, now I feel. This is like when I found out Ron Moore made good Star Trek: The Next Generation episodes. <laughs> anyway, if you want to listen to that song, there's a good version by the Drifters. I'm not sure whether it's on my phone or not. It might be. Extra, anyway, this is what we do after the podcast ends every week. Yeah, this is exactly what happens. is we The podcast ends, and then I just play stuff on my phone, and we talk about it for like an hour, and then Matt goes, yeah, anyway, i got to make this into a podcast. <laughs> it's especially frustrating after the Marathon Star Trek episodes. That's... Oh, here we go. Yeah. This is the one. This guitar's much hotter. Oh. Uh. Tell him. I gotta say, this song's faster in my head. Every song's faster in my head. <laughs> well, are there so any songs that are slower in your head? And when you hear them, they're too fast. I honestly can't think of any. Dude, they gotta give you time to really absorb those odd harmonies. And that. 
the harmonies uh, that the background singers are doing in this part is, are a little unsettling. That's what I'm saying. There, but they're kind of interesting. They're like haunting. I love how uh, celebratory this part sounds. Oh yeah. No, we can't do this to the people. Uh, next week is a Star Trek episode. Yes, it is. Uh, so, if you want to play along, I don't know why. Oh god, it means I, I have to watch why. Deep Space Nine. Oh man. <laughs> not, not just any Deep Space Nine. Oh no. I mean, probably. They're all bad. Okay. I'm still loading the spreadsheet. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like saying not just any Deep Space Nine is safe. If you want to play along at home, you can watch The Menagerie Part 1. The Big Goodbye. That's going to be a real problem. Uh, from Deep Space Nine, Vortex. No. I presume it's about a stand-up roller coaster. Uh, from Voyager, the Dan Brown novel Heroes and Demons. And uh, from Enterprise, Silent Enemy. That's what we decided to call Silent with Deadly Farts from now on. Yep. Uh, you can tweet at us at Brother Date. Um... You know the rest. Oh shit, did you just do a silent enemy on me? Was that a silent enemy? Uh, rate and subscribe. Like us on Instagram. We're not there. Etc. Okay, it's obviously not Larry Hopkins Honda. Well, hang on though, do they got any deals? No, I don't care anymore. Serious. Fuck you, Siri. Please subscribe.